We begin today in the middle of Dav Gimel Amadalef, where it says, Va'af at the end of the line. So the Gemara here was discussing the first mission of the Mesechte that speaks about Beit Sashanel de Yantif, that you're not allowed to use it and eat it on Yantif. There were various different Pshatim. And one of the Pshatim in the Mishnah was, which was, I believe, let's see, this was Rabbi Yitzchak, that said that there's a Gzeda here. Just like when you have any liquid that oozes out of fruits, you're not allowed to drink it on Yantif because it's excited that you might come to the Isra of Schita, you might squeeze it out. So an egg being born on Yantiv is a similar thing. It's coming out of the chicken. So, so there were guys <coughs> there as well that you should not eat it on Yantif. So the Gemara brings it to Rabbi Yechanan. From what he said, we could see that he agrees to Rabbi Yitzchak's Pshat in the Mishnah. Va'af Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan as well, Savar, he also holds that Gzeirim Mashkin Shezavu. That the egg that, that's born from a chicken is similar to the liquid that comes out of fruits. And the same Gzeda applies, that you're not allowed to eat it. You're not allowed to drink it, you're not allowed to eat it. Where do I see this? The Rabbi Yechanan, Rami, the Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yechanan asked a question that is a, a, a contradiction in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, Umeshani. And he gave an answer. And based on the contradiction that he, had, that he asked and the answer that he gave, we'll see how he understood the Mishnah of, of Be'yesh and El V'yamtif. And he said as follows, Tanan, in one Mishnah it says, Ein seichtenes apeiris lohitzimem mashken. You're not allowed to squeeze fruits to take out the juice. This is the Isra of Schite, which is a tilde of Dosh, on, on Shabbos and Yantif. Vim yatzum atzman. If the juice oozes out on its own from the fruits, asurim. It's also also to drink because there's excited. If you're going to drink it, you might come to squeeze out more. If these are fruits that were set aside to eat, so then what comes out of it is mutter. Because if it's set aside to eat, you don't want to, you don't, you want to eat it. You don't want the juice to come out. If it was the fruits were set aside for the mashke, for the juice, then only then is it going to be, going to be aser. So what do you see over here in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Alma, so the Gemara explains. So from here you see, if you have a fruit that's designated to be a oichel, to eat it, not, not for a mashke, it's not for the juice, the juice that comes out is considered to be like a part of fruit, a, far, a part of the food that has been separated from the fruit itself. And over here, there is no gzeire of mashkin. The whole gzeire, that you're not allowed to drink the mashkin, because you might come to squeeze it if it's taka designated for mashkin. But if it's designated to be a fruit, to be a food, so then it's just like the food itself became divided into pieces. There's a piece that came out, and over there there's no gzeire. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda in this Mishnah. So on that, Rabbi Yechenin asked, Viraminu, I'll ask you a contradiction, because it says, Rabbi Yehuda said, and here there's two halachas, the first halacha is not relevant for us, but the, the first halacha there was, Masna Adam al a person can make the following condition for a basket of fruits. And what we're talking about over here is a basket of fruits that he forgot to give the trumis and isis from it. This is a Gemara, it's a Mishnah in Mesechta Erevin, it's speaking about Benigeya to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, two days of, of Yontif, and he forgot to take the Trumas and Maisus from before Yontif. And the uh, Midrabanon, you're not allowed to take Trumas and Maisus on Yontif itself. You're Mesakin, it looks like you're being Mesakin, so you're not allowed. But Rabbi Yehuda says you can make a condition that, Yontif, that when he takes the, the Maisus of it, and then, 
and he's going to be able to eat it on the second day of Yom Tev. What does this mean? So Rashi here explains, basically what he does is, he comes the first day of Yom Tev and he says, there are two days of Yom Tev here. Really, it's not supposed to be two days. It's only two days because of a suffix. So on the first day of Yom Tev he says, if today is Choyl and tomorrow is the Yom Tev, so I can separate the Trumas and Maestris now. And then tomorrow, which is Yom Tev, I'll be able to eat it. And then he comes tomorrow and does the same thing. He takes the fruits and he says again, if yesterday was Yom Tev and today is Choyl, so then I can separate it today. If today is Yom Tev, then I already separated it yesterday. So that's the Tanai he can make. So on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, he'll be able to eat the fruits. Then he said, Rabbi Yudha said, V'chem a beyeh that's born on the first day of Yom Tev, toichal you can eat it on the second day of Yom Tev. And again, the point over here is, because the second day of Yom Tev is not connected to the first day. If the first day was Yom Tev, the second day is Chayl. If the first day is Chayl, then the second day is Yom Tev. So therefore, a beyeh born on one day Yom Tev, you can eat on the second day of Yom Tev. That's what Rabbi Yudha said. So on this, Rabbi Yechenin was medayik, b'sheini in, you can eat the bay on the second day of Yantif, but Berishin Lai, on the first day of Yantif, you can't eat it. And this, Rabbi Yechelen considered to be a contradiction to what Rabbi Yehuda said before. Where is there a contradiction here? So the only way to explain the contradiction is that before Rabbi Yudha said that the juice that comes out of the fruit, if it's designated to be a Eichel, so it's Mutter, it's like the fruit itself, it's food that became separated into two parts. There's no Gzeir of Schita, of Mashkin, because it's designated as a, food, as a food. Over here, when it comes to the Beye, so the Beye that's born from the chicken is also food that something's coming out. Something, there's a piece of the chicken, there's the egg that comes out. So over here, the same halacha should apply that it, sh- it should be mutter because it's just food that's getting separated into two. And nevertheless, what does Rabbi Yudha say? That there is a gzere that on the first day you're not allowed to eat it. That was the stira that Rabbi Yechenen asked. answered, We have to change the names of the opinion in the uh, first Mishnah that we quoted regarding that it's Rabbi Yehuda, the one that said that it's always going to be Yasa, even if it's food, even if it was designated as a food. So what do you see from here? So the Gemara now concludes, from the fact that Rabbi, Rabbi Yechanan asked the contradiction from this Allah of Be'yeshanel de Be'yomtev, to the Mishnah that's speaking about Schite from the Peres, what do I see? So I see that Rabbi Yechanan held like Rabbi Yitzchak, that the reason for the halacha of Be'eshenel de Be'yantiv is connected to the juice that oozes out of a fruit. And that the same Gzeda applies to a Be'eshenel de Be'yantiv. That's why he asked the contradiction and he had to give an answer. He had to, he had to say, So now, now that the Gemara brought up this contradiction of Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, the Gemara is going to bring another two answers to this contradiction, different than Rabbi Yehuda. It's not necessary to, ex- to exchange the opinions in that, in that uh, Mishnah of Schita. Rabbi Yehuda, in this Braise, uh, where he was saying that that on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, it's going to be mutter to eat. He was only saying, he was only speaking about the second day of Yantif according to the opinion of the Rabbana. And what he was saying was, was as follows. Lididi, Rabbi Yehuda says, according to me, according to my opinion, a that's, that's born on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, 
you're allowed to go and eat the beya right away. Why? The ochle, the ifrisu, because this is food. And the beya that comes out is not juice that's oozing out, it's food that's separating. And over there, there is no gzeira. The gzeira is by mashkin, not by food. So according to me, it's mut on the first day. What Rabbi Yud is saying to the Rabbanan is, even according to you that say that in such a case, even though it's food, there's still an issue. But at least you should agree to me, the Bishaini Sharia, that on the second day of Rosh Hashanah it should be Mutter. Why? The Shtei Kedushasheim. The Kedusha of the first day of Rosh Hashanah and the Kedusha of the second day of Rosh Hashanah is two different days. And if the first day is Yom Tif, the second day is Chayl. If the second day is Yom Tif, the first day is Chayl. So on the second day, the Bey should be Mutter. And the Rabbanon respond to this and they say, Loi, that's not true regarding Rosh Hashanah. Kedusha achasi. Rosh Hashanah is different than all other Yomim Tevim. On Rosh Hashanah, it's considered to be one long Kedusha. Rashi here brings Bekitzer from the Gemara Rosh Hashanah that explains by all other Yomim Tevim, it's takas feke de yayme. And it's only in Chutzlar that they made two days Yantav because they didn't know the right day of the month. But in Rosh Hashanah, even in Eretz Yisrael, they were misakal l'chatchila, that it's always two days yantif. So therefore it's considered to be one long yantif, it's not a sveik So therefore the Rabbanan say, by Rosh Hashanah, the bay born on one day is going to be us on the next day, because it's, it's one long Kedusha. That's Ravina's pshat. Ravina berei the Ravula Oma, Ravina the son of Ravula said another pshat of why there's no contradiction in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Hacha betarnagayles ha'imedes legadal beitzim. Over here, Bechlal, when Rav Yehuda said that on the first day, the Bayit Shanelda is going to be Asr, it's talking about a different case, which the Gemara already mentioned before on Dav Beis, when you have a chicken that was put aside, that's designated not to eat, but it's put aside to, to lay eggs. So in such a way, Rav Yehuda Yehuda follows his opinion, this lay Mukta. Rav Yehuda says, if it's not put aside to eat, it's put aside to lay eggs, so then it's Mukta. So there's an issue of muktzah, nothing to do, it's not connected to the whole subject of the mashkin that come out of a peri, that is exated, that it might come to schita, it's not related to that. The issue is muktzah, so therefore, therefore it's not a contradiction. So this meisvei actually goes back to the Mishnah, to this halach of Be'ish and El the first Mishnah of the Pedic, and we had various pshatim, what the reason of Be'ish and El is also. So just to summarize quickly again, one reason was because the Be'ish that's born is Muktzah, that was of Nachman's shitta. Another shitta, Rabbi said the reason is because you're not allowed to prepare from a Yom Tif to a Shabbos, from a Shabbos to Yom Tif. So a bay that's born on the Yom Tif, it was, if it was prepared on a Shabbos before, it's going to be Asr because it became ready the day before. And then we had the other reasons, which were Gzeris Medrabanam. Rav Yasef and Rav Yitzchak both said that the Be'ya Shanel the Beyantov, that's Asr, it's all Gzeri Medrabanam, whether you might come to, uh, to be Taylish, the fruits from a tree, you might come to eat the mashkin that oozes out from fruits, it's all Gzeris Medrabanam. So now the Gemara is going to ask on this. So what does it say in the Braise? Elchad Be'ya Shanel the Beshabbis. An egg that's born on Shabbos, Vechad Be'eshenel de Beyomtev, an egg that's born on Yomtev, Eim etaltel anoisa, you're not allowed to move it. It's Muktzah. Loi lachasis ba'as akeli, you can't you move it if you're going to use the egg to, as a cover for akeli. Veloi lismich ba'kari emitte, you're not allowed to use it to lean the legs of a bed on it. Okay, so this is something which is very unusual. Rashi over here says that if you know how to position the egg exactly on the point on the tip of the egg, so then the egg will be able to uh, stand. Okay, I mean, this is one of those things, yes, to say, don't try it at home. 
But uh, the Me'iri actually says that Kari Amita does not mean legs of a bed. It means some little thing that has a, maybe the shape of a bed. So it's called Kari Amita, but it's something that's light enough that the, the egg can handle the weight. You are allowed to take a keli and cover this egg, even though there is an opinion that when you have something that's muktzah, you're, you're not even allowed to be metaltal another keli to protect this thing which is muktzah. But this b'raisa says you are allowed. And just an interesting thing that the Alter Rebbe and Shulchan Aruch and Kuntres Achren brings from this Gemara, that here in the Lashon of this b'raisa you see that when it comes to muktzah, the Isra of muktzah is only if you're moving it. If you're using something which is muktzah, but you're not actually moving it, you're allowed. Because the Lashon of the Brais over here is, you're not allowed to be metal to it, to, to cover a keli or to lean the bed on it. What's, what's if you're not moving it? What's if the egg is in the right position and you could lean the bed on it without moving the egg? It's mashma the Lashon of the Brais that it's allowed. This is a machleikus rishaynim, where the muktzah is only moving, or muktzah, you're not allowed to even use muktzah without moving. So Dalta Rebbe says from this Gemara, it's mashma that muktzah is only if you're actually moving it. Then the Braise says, If you have a suffix, then it's going to be Yasa. Now, what is this suffix referring to? So, this is going to be the whole discussion here in the Gemara. And now, if it was then mixed with another thousand eggs, even a thousand, they're all going to be Yasa. Now, this is a machlekes rishainim, what it's referring to. Some say the Vimnis Arva Be'elef refers to this Sveika. That if even if it's a suffix, and then it, the suffix was nasarav, it's still going to be yasser. Others say no, we're not referring to the suffix. We're referring to something which is vaday yasser, and even and, and, and then only then is it going to be yasser. Okay, so now let let's see. The Gemara is going to focus on this on this detail of the brayse. It says sveika asur. Which kind of a suffix are we talking about? So the simple pshat of this brayse is we're talking about the egg. What th this egg, it's a suffix whether this egg was laid on Yontif or maybe it was laid a day before Yontif. So you don't know. You don't know if you can eat this egg or not. So now the question is, why should it be Asr if it's only a suffix? So it would be well understood according to Rabbe. The Omar Rabbe said, Mishum hachona, that there's an ism to use an egg that was born on Yontif because it was prepared from the day before, which, which could have been a Shabbos or a Yontif. A Shabbos before Yom Tov, that is. So therefore, Rabbi said, we learned before on Dav Beis, that it's Isam and Atayra. So therefore, have a Sveket Deiraisa. So over here, the Suffolk is going to be Yasa, because it's a Suffolk Men And what's the rule? Chal Sveket Deiraisa L'chumra. Every Suffolk Men is always going to be L'chumra. So therefore, the Suffolk is Yasa. But according to Rav Yosef and Rav Yitzchak, the Omri, they both said, Mishum the whole Isra of eating an egg that's born on Yontiv is so If so, a Suffolk, an egg that's a Suffolk, if it was born on Yontiv or not, is a Suffolk. Every Suffolk that are you're always lenient. So why does it say in the Braise, So this is a Raya to Rabbi's opinion. So the Gemara answers, Amalei, or in other gears it takes out Amalei, Seife Oson, when the Seife and the Braisa, when it said Suffolk, it's actually not talking about a Suffolk regarding the egg, if it was born on Yontav or not. It's a whole different story. Seife Oson, le Suffolk Trefa. The Seife of the Braisa is talking about an egg, which is a Suffolk if it came from a chicken, which is a Trefa or not. So Rashi says, even though it has nothing to do with what the Braisa was speaking about, but once it spoke about an egg, so it spoke about a different halacha ben to an egg. Pashut a suffik treifa. Nothing to do with a suffik born on Yantifanat. 
Fragt the Gemara, talking about Mamish or Suffolk Trefa, Isaminatera, Suffolk Trefa, Yahi, Amesefe, what does the Braise say afterwards? Nisarva Be'elef, that if this egg got mixed in with another thousand eggs, Kulan Asura, they're all going to be Yasser. Why are they all Yasser? Don't we have a klal of Bittl Bereif? If the case here is, what's the suffix? The suffix is regarding the egg, whether it was laid on Yontif or whether it was laid on a weekday. That's, that's the Issa that we're dealing with. So then there's no Bittl Bereiv in such a case. Why not? This is a kind of Isser that with time it's going to become Mutter. When is it also to eat this egg that was laid on Yontif? On Yontif itself. If you wait until after Yontif, you can eat it. So this is called a Dovar Sheyeshloi Matirin. V'chal Dovar Sheyeshloi Matirin. The rule is, anytime you have an Isser, that with time it's going to become Mutter, a Philip Elef lay bottle. Even if you have a thousand times against it, it's never going to become bottle. That's the Klal of Dovar Sheyeshloi Matirin. What's the reason for this? So Rashi says, because why, why rely on Bittal if you could just wait, wait a day and you'll eat it better without relying on Bittal Beroiv? That's Rashi's Pshat. But there's a very famous Pshat of the Ran that he says on this concept of Dovash Yeshleim Matirin that there's no Bittal Beroiv. So the Ran brings Bachlal, the Negei to Bittal Beroiv. There's an opinion in the Gemara that says that Min Biminoi, there's no Bittal Beroiv. When the two things that are mixed together are the same min, there's no bittel because one is machazik the other. It can't, it can't be mavatla. It's the same min. We don't pass in like that opinion because when it's an iser and a heter, it's not called min biminai because one is heter and one is iser, even if it's physically the same min. But when it comes to Adavash Yeshle Matirin, he says, Adavash Yeshle Matirin, according to everybody, is called min biminai because even the thing that's aser is really a hefter that's mutter. It's temporarily Yasser, but it's really the same Min as the Min that's Mutter. And therefore, by a Min B'minoi, even Mitzah Iser, there's no Din of Bittl Beraif. So therefore, if this B'raisa would be speaking about the Iser, of the fact that it was born on Yontif, we could understand why it's not Bittl. But if we're talking about a Suffolk Trefe, that's something that it's never going to become Mutter. If so, Viti Bittl Beruba. It should become bottle beroiv. Why does the Braise say that even in a thousand it's not bottle? So now the Gemara is going to try to suggest other pshatim of why this egg would not become bottle. Chi Now if you're going to argue and say, Be'ya chashuva. An egg has, is more chashiv. V'loi betela. An egg is chashiv and therefore it does not become bottle. What's the chashivus of an egg? So the chashivus of an egg is, as the Gemara here now will discuss, to the way you sell an egg. If it's something that's sold by numbers, that you count each egg, that you sell, you don't just sell it by, by estimating uh, a bag of eggs. You sell it by number, so that's something that has a chashivus. So is it true? Is an egg something that's sold by a dovisha beminion, by a number, and therefore it has chashivus? That's one of the klolim of things that cannot be bottled. So the Gemara says, let's see. So you can say that as an answer according to the opinion that says that in the Mishnah that the Gemara is going to quote in a moment anything, so over there you get this in that Mishnah anything that people many times sell by counting it that's considered to be Choshev so the Gears is Kol the, the point of Kol is even if it's not something that everybody sells by counting it but many people do that's considered to be chashuv, that it's not bottle. So over, the, over here you can say the same thing with eggs. Eggs is something that many people sell and buy by numbers. But then there's another girsa that says, S. 
Es Shadarke Limnois means that it has to be something that it's always, without exception, it's always sold by counting the number of what you're selling. Only then is it not going to be bottle. So then, what are you going to say regarding eggs? Eggs is not something that's always sold by number. At least, uh, I mean, that, that's what the Gemara here says, right? That, that an egg does not have that level of chshivas that it's always sold by number. So therefore, it should still be bottle. So now, the Gemara is going to bring the source of this machlaikis. Again, the point there is that it's a dava chashiv. A dava chashiv is not bottle. But there's two different levels of chshivas. That it does have to be something that's always counted or something that many people count. So what's the source of this machlaikis? This nan we learned in the Mishnah as follows. A person has a bundle of tilson, which is some kind of uh, beans of, of klaya kerem, of klayim. So what is klayim? Klayim is something that you'd, you'd, you'd local. You have to go and burn it. It's it's What's if this klayim got mixed with others that were not klayim? And then what got mixed the first time got mixed yet again. Kulon yidloko. It all has to be burnt. It does not become bottle. Divrei Rab Meir, that's Rab Meir's opinion. There's no bittel b'raif when it comes to these uh, tilson that got mixed. The Chachamim the Chachamim say, why? There is bittel over here. Yalu be'echadu masayim. By, by Kalayim and by Arla as well, the bittel, the number that you need for bittel b'raif is one against 200. So if you have 200 of the ones that are mutter that was mixed into, so then it will be bottle b'raif. So now the Braise explains, or the Mishnah actually explains, why did Rav Meir say they w- will not be bottle? Shahoya Rav Meir Aimer, because Rav Meir said, as Shadarkai Limnois Mekadesh, that if it's something that it's the derech to count it when you sell it, it has chshivis, and therefore Mekadesh, Mekadesh is a term that's used by Klaim. It's going to make everything usher for Klaim, and there is no bittel beraiv if it's something that's chashuv that's counted. The Chachamim agree to this concept that when it's something that's chashiv, it will not become bottle. But Chachamim have a different klal. Chachamim say, There are six specific items that are very chashiv that will not become bottle. And the Gemara, the, the, the Mishnah will tell you in a second what those six items are. And Rav Kiva says, Shiva. There are seven different items that are chashiv and will not become bottle. What are they? The walnuts that come from this place, Perech, that are very chashiv. Rabbeinu Badon, pomegranates that come from Badon, Chaviyos wines, barrels of wines that are that are closed, Chalfei Trodin, the branches of uh, spinach, Kalchei Krov, the stalks of cabbage, Vedalas Yevonis, and pumpkins that come from Greece. For some reason, these things have a special chshivis, and they will never become bottle. Rabbi Kiva Meisif, Rabbi Kiva added Av Kikreis Shabalabayis. The load of the loaves, fra- loaves of bread from a balabas that he bakes also has a special chshivis and it will never become bottle. Only those things. Haroil, not the, the Mishnah there concludes, Haroil Arla, Arla, regarding these things mentioned here that grow in a tree and there's Arla, so the halach of Arla will apply and it will not be bottle. Haroil Klayakarem, Klayakarem. And those that are going to be Klayim, the, thing, the beans and different things that grow in, within a vineyard that will be Klayim are going to be the Yisr of Klayim. So this is the Mishnah. So here, Rab Meir is the one that says that something that's counted is Chashiv and is not bottle. Now on this Mishnah was the Machloikis, to what level does it have to be counted? What does this mean? So on this we learned the Machloikis. Rab Yechenin Omar, Rab Yechenin said the Gears in the Mishnah is Es Shadarkai Limnois Shaninu. It has to be something that's always counted. Everybody always counts it when you sell it. 
Rabshemi ben Lakish Omar, Rabshemi ben Lakish was greatest in the Mishnah. Kol anything that many people will count when they sell it. It doesn't have to be something that everybody counts. So that's, that, that, this is the source of the Machlaikas. So the Gemara now concludes again. So now according to Reish Lakish, regarding eggs, we could say that eggs are not bottled, even if it's a suffix of a trefa egg, but it's not going to be bottled because many people count it. But according to Rabbi Yechenen, according to Rabbi Yechenen, what are we going to answer? According to Rabbi Yechenen, eggs is not included in that. Eggs is not choshev. Not, not everybody always counts when you sell eggs. Um, Rav Pope, so Rav Pope answers, there's yet another opinion. Hi, Tana, the Tana over here that's talking about the eggs, and we're explaining that the eggs is talking about the suffix of trefe eggs, and it's not going to be bottle, so it's a different Tana. Tana, the litrek tziyesu. It's the Tana of this Mishnah that speaks about pressed figs. Litra is just a, an amount of weight. It's an amount of uh, weight of these pressed figs. And over here, in these pressed figs, there's, all, there's a Mishnah here, Benigeh, to when it could be bottled, when it can't be bottled. And over here, we're going to see an opinion that holds, and it's very machmer, Benigeh, to these pressed figs, that it's never going to be bottled. What does it say here? So let's see. The Omar called Dovashabiminion. Any time that you, it's something that's counted. Even, not, and even if not everybody counts it, but some people, but people do count it, even if it's an ism it's still not going to be bottle. And the kolsh came be deraisa. For sure, if it's something which is minatayra, which is uh, the suffix terefa that we're talking about over here, it's, uh, it's not going to be bottle. So now, what's this Mishnah here? Of the, it's a Mishnah, it's a braisa, depends on the gears over here. Okay, so it's, it's probably more, it's, it's a braisa. So what's this uh, case? Litro, kitsiyos, when you have these, these figs that you press it, Shadarsal P eagle. So what they would do with these figs is, as Rashi here explains, they would take these figs, they would uh, wait until it dries in the field, and then they would bring it, they would cut off the stems and the stalks over the, the different parts of it, and then they would press it. They would press it in a mold and create these round cakes of these, of these figs. Shadarsal P eagle. So he pressed it into this mold in a, in a vessel. What was the problem though? He forgot to give the Trumas and Meisers before he pressed it. Now the Chiyuv of Trumas and Meisers regarding figs is not Menatayra. It's fruits. A fruit tree, there's no Chiyuv Menatayra to give Meisers. The whole Chiyuv of Meisers is all Medrabonon. So he pressed it into a mold of a vessel. And he doesn't remember where and which vessel he put it in. So he has these different vessels that have a lot of figs in them. And there's more figs on the bottom of these vessels, but he doesn't remember where he pressed in these figs that are chayiv and trumah. Or al-pichavis, he pressed them into the opening of a barrel. Then he doesn't know in which barrel he pressed it into. Al-pichaveres, or in the opening of a kaveres, which is a... Um, which is made out of different material. A kaveres would be a straw material. He, he pressed it into such a kind of vessel. Then he doesn't remember where he pressed it into. So the question is, what's going to happen now? Is it going to be bottled by Rav or not? So the Gemara brings, the Braiseya brings two opinions. Rav Meir says that there's the following Machlaikis. There's going to be, the, the Gemara here brings a Machlaikis between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda, what the two opinions about this is. Rav Leyeza said, We see what's at the top of the barrel as if it's separated from the top. Uh, from the opening, from the vessel. In other words, what happens is you have this vessel, this round mold, and then you have at the bottom more pressed figs that are there, and then you have what's at the mouth, at the opening of the vessel. 
So the truth is, the suffix of the person, b'negeya to the trumas, is only what's at the mouth of the vessel. What's at the bottom, he has no suffix about. That's trumah was taken. His suffix is only b'negeya to what's at the mouth of the, of the vessel. And he could have a lot of different molds there. And he, and he doesn't know which mold is the one that he didn't take the trumah of. So the ones that are at the bottom of the vessel are not part of the suffix b'chlau. But nevertheless, Rabbi Leezer says there's a special leniency because your whole suffix is about a suffix with So we have the following leniency. What's at the top of the vessel, we consider it as if it's separated from the top and it's mixed together with what's at the bottom of the vessel. And therefore, you could include what's at press figs at the bottom of the vessel together with what's at the top to, to have the bitl b'rayv. Even though I'll, be, I'll be, I mean, logically, it doesn't make sense to include what's at the bottom because that's not even part of the Suffolk Bechlal. But this is a special kula because it's an Ismid Rabbana. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, no, you can't include what's at the bottom of the vessel. That's not part of the Suffolk. Im Yesham If you have a hundred different vessels with these molds and you have a Suffolk in which one you put it into, so then you have a hundred, so then Yalu. A hundred is the number to be Maila, the Truma, the Suffolk Truma. Vim Lav, and if not, Hapumin Asurin, it's all going to be also what's at the top, which is what your Suffolk is, is going to be Asur. Vashulayim Mutarin, the figures that are at the bottom of the vessels, that's not part of your Suffolk, is going to be Mutar. So you go in the regular halacha of Bittal, there's no, there's no special leniency here, leniency, and the, the top of the vessel is going to be bottled if there's a hundred. And at the bottom is going to be mut, it's not part of the suffix. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said that the machloikis between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua was different. Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yezer said, Im If you have a hundred that are in the suffix, a hundred different mouths of this vessel, so then it's going to be bottled. And if not, what's at the opening is going to be also vashulayim mutarim. What's at the bottom, which was never part of the suffix, is going to be mutter. In other words, Rabbi Yezer, in this version, holds like what Rabbi Yeshua said before. Rabbi Yeshua, Amen. And here is the opinion that the Gemara is bringing. This is the main, main opinion that we're focusing on. Rabbi Yeshua was very machmer. He said, Even if you have 300 vessels, and you have more than enough for bitl b'rayv, loy yalo. It's not going to be bottle b'rayv. And the reason why it's not going to be bottle b'rayv is because this is a dovish b'minyan. This is sold by, 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 by numbers. And if it's sold by, if it's, since it's a Dovish of a minion, it's never going to be bottled, even though we're dealing with an Isidra Bonon. So this is the source of the opinion that the Gemara was bringing here. Now that Braise there concludes, Darsa eagle. if you pressed it into this mold, and you don't know in which mold you pressed it into, everybody agrees that it's going to become bottle Beraif. So the Gemara asks right away in this, what, what's the pshat and the conclusion of the Braise? Divrei hakoil. everybody agrees that it would be a bottle. Hainu pluktai, we just finished saying, they're arguing about this, if it is bottle or it's not bottle. Amarav Pope, so Rav Pope answers, Hochi ka'omar, the last part of the Braise is saying as follows, Darsa be'igol ve'eni yedeya be'eze mokoim igol darsa. Over here, the suffix of the person is not that he has a bunch of different molds and he's not sure in which mold he put in this, this uh, uh, figs that he did not take the trum of. It's in one mold. In the same mold, he has different parts of the mold. 
in the same mold, he presses in a lot of different figs, and now he's not sure whether it's on the north part of it, on the, on the south part of it, and which section of this one mold is the one that he didn't take the truma from. So over here, Divra Kalyalo. Here, everybody agrees that it's going to be bottle Beroev since it's all in the same mold. It's not in different mold, it's not in different vessels. Okay, so that's the pshat in the Gemara that uh, the Gemara is bringing this entire Braisa for a source that you see here in the second opinion that Rabbi Yeshua held that a dovish of a minion, and even if it's something that not everybody counts, nevertheless, it's never going to become bottle beroiv, even if it's only an ismid rabbanon. So we could say the same thing regarding the suffix treif of the egg, that it's never going to become bottle beroiv. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi goes back to that b'raisa and says, Lo'oilam, suffix yomtev, suffix choil, have a dovish matirin. Really, the pshat and the b'raisa, when I was speaking about the egg, Suffolk, the Suffolk Isra of the egg, it's not talking about a Suffolk of Trefe. It's talking about a Suffolk of a Beitze Shanel de Biyomtev. Was it Neil Adan Yomtev or was it not Neil Biyomtev? Like the Pshat that we wanted to say in the beginning. So, what was our question? Our question was that if it's a Dover, uh, that if it's a Dover Sheshle Matirin, so then it should not be bottled, right? Um, again, because it's a dovish matirin, so therefore, even if it's a case of a suffix, it's not going to be bottled. In other words, what Ravashi is saying is that before we brought this concept that a dovish matirin, there's no din of bittel uh, beroiv. But now what Ravashi is adding is, not only is there no din of bitl b'roiv, also the halacha of sveke derabana l'kula doesn't apply. Usually there's a difference, sveke derabana l'chumre and sveke derabana l'kula. But when it comes to adava sheshle matirin, the klal of sveke derabana l'kula also doesn't apply. And therefore, it's not going to be bottle either. That's the, that's the pshat what Ravashi is saying here. So in other words, the, the, again, the question of the Gemara before was that by a suffix that Rabbana we should be mekel. So Ravashi is saying, no, just like there's no din of bitl b'roiv by a dovish matirin, there's no din of sveke that Rabbana l'kula regarding a dovish matirin either. Okay, there's another shtickle in the Gemara. Should we go a little weiter? Huh? Zog to Gemara Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Acherim, Moimrim, Acherim said, Mishum Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Yezer. Be'yet toichal, that a, a bay that's born on Yontif, you could eat it. Not, it sounds like, not like what we said in our Mishnah. And he says, he ve'ima. You could eat the egg, and you could eat the mother as well. In other words, the chicken. You could eat them both on Yontif. So the Gemara is trying to understand now, what is this Braisa saying? What is it speaking about? Is it talking about a chicken that was designated for shechting it, for eating it? So then, So it's obvious that that, that not only the egg, but that the mother, that the mother would be mutter, that's poshit. Now, the, the, the Gemara's question of pshite is regarding the mother. Of course the mother is going to be mutter. It was designated for eating. There's no muktzi here. The, the he, the egg that was born, that is a chiddush, because it's nailat. But ima, why does it have to mention ima? So what are we talking about? This is a chicken that was not designated for eating. This is a chicken that was designated to lay eggs. So if so, why would it be mutter bechlal? He v'ima surah, it should be also, it's muktze. It's not even designated for eating. It's, de- it's, it's designated for, for laying eggs. So how does Rabbi Yezah say that it's mutter to eat this? Amar Abzeir explains, what this b'raisa means is, toichal agav ima, that the, the egg that's born could be eaten together with the mother. And what case is that? 
Hey, explains this case of areas. A person bought a chicken and he didn't have in mind specifically what he's going to use the chicken for. He's going to eat the chicken. Is he using it to lay eggs? So now, Nishchita, if it comes Yantif and he shechts the chicken, that clarifies that he's using the chicken to eat it. And therefore, it's, it's not Muktzah. And therefore, the egg could be used along with it. If he does not shech the chicken, then it clarifies that he, was, that he wants to use this chicken for laying eggs. So therefore the egg that's born on Yantiv is going to be Muktza, just like the, the mother itself, just like the chicken itself, which is separated and designated for laying eggs. That's the Pshat and what Rabbi Yezah said. Rav Mari Yama, Rav Mari says another Pshat, this is a very interesting thing. Guzme Katani, this Lashon that it says here in the Braise, that you could eat the egg together with the mother, there was no reason to say that you could eat the mother. It's Poshet, it's not Muktza Bechlal, it's, it's, it's a Guzme. Rashi says, sometimes when you make a point and you say something, and you want to strengthen your point, you say, even the mother, you can eat the chicken and the egg, even though you don't even have to say this. And the Gemara brings an example where we find such a thing that you say an expression which is a guzma. The Tani will learn in the Braisa, You eat the egg together with the mother, and you eat the froyach and the shell. You're eating a chick together with the shell. What does this mean? So the Gemara says, My kliposai. What does it mean that you eat the shell? You're eating the shell. You can eat a shell. Elo efroyach biklipasai. What it's saying is that you can eat a chick that's inside the shell. You're allowed to eat it. So the Gemara, are you? It's, it's a, there's a shiloh, a, a chick that's inside a shell, and you break it and you want to eat the chick, you're not allowed to because there's an iser of a sheretz. There's a machloikis between Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov and the Rabbanon. Once it comes out, so this a froyach, there's a machloikis if you can eat it or not. This chick that's inside the shell before it's born and you're going to break the shell and you're going to eat it. So then nobody argues, you're not allowed to eat this chick because it's a sharetz, you're not allowed to eat it. So why is it saying this lotion over here, the egg and the, and the, 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 the chicken that is together with the shell? This expression that the Braise uses is a guzma. It didn't, it didn't mean to say it. It's a Lashen that he, he spoke more than he had to. It's, it's a Guzma. Okay. Uh, so Hachanami over here as well. Toichal hi ve'ima Guzma. The expression that's being used over here is just a Guzma. When it says the mother, it's extra. It did not have to say this. Just like in the Brais over there. He was trying to say that you can eat the mother, the chicken, the egg, the shell. It was Tama Guzma. He didn't mean to say Same thing over here when it said hi ve'ima. It's Tama Guzma. He was just trying to strengthen the point that you're allowed to eat it.